Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? Behold, I am doing a new thing. Amen. Thanks, honey. That's awesome. And that really feels like a passage of scripture that is resounding in our hearts uh, right now. And just from that, I just want to launch off uh, a a little bit. You'll have uh, no doubt seen or see uh, as you've come in this morning that we're kind of branded uh, a little bit with these words uh, plastered on the on the window and the doors as you've come in. It's on the on the TV and the foyer and also on uh, the screen behind me, or it's about to be. Uh, these these words of this this phrase, a new season is now upon us. And so I just want to take some time this morning, not, not a long time, but just some time to uh, bring uh, basically some explanation about all of this. This is Vision Sunday. This is where we get to share after seeking God for 21 days and just really getting his heart on some matters and on some issues that we get to launch out, that we get just to share about the the vision and the direction, uh, not just for 2019, not just for this year, particularly today for actually beyond uh, beyond uh, this year as well. And so I, I really feel like our ability to recognize and discern the season that we're in is so, so important, not just for church life, although that's kind of the context this morning, but for each of our lives to really hear, really discern, really recognize, man, that's what God's up to right now. That's what he's doing in my life. Do you know what? God is always doing something in your life. Sometimes you think, man, I haven't heard from God. I don't know what, God is always working. Maybe he's working behind the scenes. It's so important that we get an ear to hear, that our heart is open to to the whisper of God, to the season of God that he's putting putting us through or we're walking walking in. And I feel like it's such a critical time for us us as a church to recognize the season uh, which we're in. In the the Old Testament, uh, there, there is a a tribe of Israel, the Bible mentions as the, as the sons of Issachar. How many heard of these guys? And, and they were, they were um, particularly unique because it says these sons, this particular tribe, were, a, were able to discern and know the signs of the times. They had this unique ability. I believe it was a prophetic ability to understand where Israel sat in the grand scale of things. And the passage of Scripture, which refers to it, which I can't remember where it is, but it, it, it says that these sons, the sons of Issachar, they actually knew, they understood the direction that Israel should be taking because of this, of this uh, discernment. They, they knew the best course of action that Israel should take. Well, I believe that we are, we are sitting in a prophetic moment. Well, I'm standing, you're, you're sitting, you know what I mean? We, we are inside a prophetic moment right now that's poised for us to step into, and it's so important that we discern and recognize what that is. And what's going on? And obviously, I have the job of, of uh, kind of leading the way in that and hearing from him and putting it to people and getting, getting the checks and balances done and f- making sure that I'm not going crazy. You know, I'm leading us off a cliff somewhere. By the way, follow Jesus, right? Just, you know, just put it out there. <laughs> Come on. So, but uh, there, there is an invitation from God, I believe, in this time for us to, to, to go where we've not gone before, perhaps, to see things that we've not seen before, to take hold of some stuff, to, to take hold of some new things, something greater that I believe will launch us into our future. A new season is upon us. Can you just agree with me there? We'll, we'll move on. Awesome. Okay, that's, that's great. That's great. But listen, 
And this is the important part you've got to understand about season shifts, about changes to our lives when God is doing things. Every new adventure requires a new step. Every new season requires a new response. Let me say that again. Every new adventure requires a new step to, to take. Every new season requires a new response from us. There's something that we have to do. We can't just sit back and go, wow, yep, that's a new season and do nothing. There, there is something that is required from us. Something is always required from us to step into what he's doing. We've got to do it. I love the bravery from, from a lot of people in this church. Oh, Honiana is starting an internship. Why don't you stand up, Honiana? Just let people know who you are. That's uh, hubby of Maria. Uh, this week, she's just started an internship. Honiana is making some steps. He's believing God's calling into something greater, but he's got to respond to it. He's got to do something. It's great to have you guys both with us, and you've been with us this year in, in the office and stuff as we... And move into some exciting things. Ecclesiastes says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose. So we've got to know that there are seasons and there's purpose for those seasons. A time to be born, a time to die. And then it says a time to plant and a time to pluck up which has been planted. And so we see that there is seed time and there is harvest. There is a time for planting. There is a time for preparing. There is a time for waiting. There is a time sometimes for sitting around and relaxing. But there is also a time to step up and step into something greater. And I believe we are coming into a harvest season. We are coming into something greater that I believe we've never seen before. And again, there's a response from us that is needed. And so before we look at what that might look like, let's just take a moment. We put a little bumper video clip together if we could kill the lights. And hopefully when I press this button, it will start.
for the lights. That's great. Thank you for Kent and his legs again. You get a second mention about your legs in one service. That's uh, got to be some kind of record. But, but uh, you know, as you've, as you've just heard and, and seen or, or read on uh, the screens there, we've had prophesied over us. We are a church that believes, uh, values, and holds in high regard the prophetic uh, voices that are speaking into us. Uh, from people we respect and, and love. And just over the past 12 months, we've got a real prophetic sense that not just a coming season shift, but a sense that a new day is actually here now. It's, it's in some ways already arrived and we're kind of catching up with it, if you like. But a new season is, is, now, uh, is now upon us. And of course, we uh, have some of these words. Let me just read these out to you again, just for repetition, for emphasis. I will try not to be John Steele or sound like him. Uh, and he's probably listening to this message, darn it. It's uh, uh, John, who is actually with us, he's in Nelson right now, he's at Richmond New Life, he's here next week. He prophesied over us as a church, this is uh, on record publicly on that podcast, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is preparing you, speaking about us as a church, for a new day, and that new day is already here, and you're going to see what I can do. Paul Gearing from uh, IC Church in Australia, uh, got a well-renowned uh, minister and pastor over there. He was at a regional day for New Life uh, at the beginning of last year, and he uh, got us up and began to uh, speak uh, over us as a church. Some of these words were, he said, listen, Aspire Church, the season is changing, and it's time to get out of survival mode and start getting into dream mode. Why? Because fruitfulness is coming to your church. Amen. I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm excited about that. Uh, last, last year, uh, uh, Mark Banyard, much, most of you remember in October last year, Mark came, another great prophetic voice to us. He said a whole lot of stuff. And one of the things we put in this opening video, he said, listen, things stay small when it seems like there's not enough resources, when it seems like there's few people, when the work is hard. But I declare over you that that time is coming to an end. That time has come to an end. And I just, I just want to stand up here this morning, if, if at the very least, and just declare that over us as a church, that there is a season shift and a change, and that kind of that dry season is over, and we're coming into something great, I believe. I want to declare it and prophesy it and agree with what, is, uh, what has been said. Give me a great big amen. That'll be, that'll be wonderful. But do you know, when you look at all of these words, and there, there are more than just this, but if we just take those, those three, uh, it really, when put together, gives you a sense of something happening, something is, is stirring. And as I said, the thing about season changes, the thing about when seasons shift is that we actually not just need to recognize them, be aware of what is actually happening, but we have to make a move to embrace them. We've got to do something. Action is actually required. And so make a move is kind of the theme word for us for 2019, for many reasons, one which I'm about to tell you. If we don't make a move, if we don't respond, if we don't react positively out, out of what God is saying from one season to another, we will miss it. There, there is, there is, it is possible that we will miss what God is doing. Now, God is good. He loves us all. That's, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying to be kind of paranoid about things, but we've got to recognize, we've got to hear, and we, and we have to respond. 
the, the, the great biblical example of this, of actually missing the moment, of, of missing the season, is, is the nation of Israel in basically both the Old and the New Testaments. Let me explain. And in the, Old, uh, in the Old Testament, we see the nation of Israel being freed from slavery. They have been brought into freedom. How many know that's a change of seasons? 400 years making bricks to not having to, shift the seasons right there. But we read that they actually uh, wander in the desert for 40 years, aimlessly just wandering around despite, despite God calling them into the promised land, calling them into a new season. They were stuck in the old. They did not recognize what God was actually doing. And you remember these words, didn't we say to you in Egypt, Moses, leave us alone. We don't want to change. We don't want to move. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to, to have been uh, served the Egyptians than die in the desert, they say. Such a sad account, a sad story. In the New Testament, Jesus remarks about Israel and their failure to recognize an even greater season, more epic than that. And that was the season shift that Jesus himself brought from the old to the new. And he, he speaks of Jerusalem, of Israel. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. You were not willing to hear and listen and, and embrace and move into the things that God was bringing to them. And so... There are things, I want to tell you, there are things that God does. There are, there are things that God establishes. There are things that God ushers in. There are things that God promises us. But listen, listen, we have to step into that new thing. We've got we to gotta do some stuff. And, and so some of us, you know, I'm not talking to anyone here, but other people that you may know, we've stayed the same. We've stayed in the same place way too long. We're like proud of the fact that this T-shirt is 25 years old. You know, it's just a little faded, but it's great. You know, there, there are things that we have to move on with our, with our lives and embrace the change and embrace what, what God's doing. All right. So one of the things, one of the questions that uh, we've been putting to the Lord, our leadership have been putting to, uh, to the Lord, particularly over this last year, as we've really felt and recognized all of these words that have been spoken. We've, we've sensed and felt, God, you're doing something. There, there's been a season for us as a church just to relax, to be, uh, we're safe, it's unified, it's feeling really good, but God's saying, hey, it's time, time to, to, to make a move. And as we've been recognizing this, as this new season is upon us, one of the things that we've been asking God and questioning for a little while now is around our location and around our call where we are planted as a church corporately and what God's calling us to do as an Aspire Church. And so for those of uh, us who have been around these parts for, for more than a few years, we'll know that prior to 2015, we were actually called City Church. How many remember those days? Way back, we were City Church, we're Nelson New Life, always have been, always will be. But we were called uh, City Church, we weren't always called Aspire. And uh, of course, we changed the name of our church, and we had a bit of a party around that. We gave the place a bit of a paint, and uh, we ate some cake, and ta-da, we're Aspire Church. Sorted, done, here, here we go. And, but for some time, some time I've really been sensing the Holy Spirit from, from that time, and we've had some ups and downs from, from that launch, but I felt and sensed the Holy Spirit saying, hey, listen, you've not finished what I started. 
You've not completed what I called you to do when you changed the name of this place. You, you haven't actually finished the whole, the whole thing. Like, well, what, is, what does that look like? What, what do you mean, Lord? You, I felt like he's saying you, 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 you changed the signs around. You took down one and you put up another, but the call has changed. You are no longer City Church. You're a spy, you're a spy church. In other words, it was more, more than just a name change felt again, and I'm kind of making up words in the sense of what I felt God sort of whispering to my heart, but him saying, I've not called you specifically to the CBD. I'm not calling you, like your call is broader than just the central, central city. I'm calling you to communities. I'm calling you to families, to far now. I'm, call, I'm calling you out um, to be amongst the people, to go where the people, where the people are, where families are. And then one morning, I'm just sort of sharing a bit of the journey, I suppose, a bit of the, the story here. One morning, we're at a men's breakfast. Uh, we're down at, uh, uh, at, at the beach there. And, and uh, Alistair, he turns to me with a passage written. I think he'd written it down on his phone. He kind of looks at me with big eyes and says, man, I don't know, Wes, but I think this is for us. And it was kind of random, but it was this passage uh, in Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 1 where God says to Moses, you've stayed on this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on, move on. Okay, just contain your excitement. Just contain your excitement, please. And so we've just kind of been allowing that to kind of sort of feeding on that and just thinking, God, is this what you're saying? Along with some of these prophetic words that started to come out and what we've been sensing and just sharing it with a few people to go, man, am I nuts? Am I crazy? Is this, could this be what God's saying? And then, of course, around the same time, we had a lot of prophetic people come and talk to us, some of which I've mentioned on the screens, but actually really specific things. Uh, one of these people, uh, upon uh, receiving them from the airport, we're driving to a cafe, we're driving through a, a suburb, and he suddenly says from the back seat, I feel like God wants me to tell you you're to get out of the CBD. Does that mean anything to you? Well, of course, we've been working through this and going, oh my gosh, what is going on? Another soon, soon after in a cafe said to me, listen, Wes, I've driven past your building multiple times. I think it was about four times. And I keep saying to my wife, they're in the wrong place. They're in the wrong place. They're in the wrong place. And so we've been considering all of this stuff, thinking about these things, praying about them. How many know now that I've really been seeking God the last 21 days? I'm going, oh my gosh. And so just recognizing that there is something new going on around us. Sometimes some of this has been working behind the scenes. Some of you may have felt unsettled. Some of you have been going, man, what's going on? Something's got to happen here. Something is about to happen and is going to be happening. And we just recognize that there's something new. There's something that God is wanting to do that doesn't look like who we are. And it feels a bit like we're kind of wearing old clothes right now in the same place. And God's saying, come on, finish that launch, put on the new clothes, put on the new garments that I'm calling you to do to reach, to reach uh, Nelson, to reach this, this province. Because he's doing a new thing. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not hear it? Do you not, do you not see it? So I feel like it's time for us as a church to, to, to make a move. It's time for us to step out of an old season that we've been kind of maybe hanging on to just a little bit, staying with the familiar, perhaps. I love comfort, right? I, mean, I love comfort. It's great. 
But sometimes we just stay a little bit too long in those places and it's time to step into a great and exciting future because there is so much more for us to experience and gain out of this church. This is getting off my notes. I don't want to share too much detail today, but we feel like as well as what I'm about to share is God's calling this church in the future to plant churches, to actually go out around our nation and plant Aspire churches. Again, it's been prophesied over us. I'm going, how, what, when? But I believe that's in the DNA of this place. We have an opportunity now to be able to replicate uh, what we begin to move into in, in other places. I believe this is a fruitful time, a fruitful season that we're walking into. There's so much more for us to take hold of, but it is time, I believe. It is time to break camp and make a move. It's time to take hold of the beautiful call over this house to see people discover the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus Christ. It's time for us to see the ones that we've been praying for and reaching out to, discovering Christ in a real, in a real way. And so to see our families encounter Christ, to see our church grow, to grow up and to grow out. And so, you know, the question on everyone's lips probably right now is where are we moving to? What, where's what, what is happening? Uh, well, I don't have all of the answers, but here's what I do know. Here's, here's what I do know. And I know some things. I know that last year during term two, I thought it was term three, it was term two, right in the middle of winter, which is a crazy time to go and do prayer walking every week for 10 weeks. How many joined us in that? Thank you so much. We, we actually walked around symbolically, not literally around every street in uh, Nelson, but we walked around every suburb. Uh, we called this, these boots were made for walking, if you remember that. We walked and prayed through Stoke. We walked and prayed through Bishopdale. We walked and prayed through Victory, through Washington Valley, through Ottawa, the, the CBD itself. We walked out into the wood and we prayed. And then on week six or seven, I think it was, we walked through Tahuna Nui, the beach suburb of uh, Tahuna Nui. And when that term ended and we moved on and we started our connect groups again, Caroline and I found ourselves prayer walking again through Tahuna Nui uh, without anyone around and without anyone knowing. And then late at night when the children were in bed and we do have a child old enough to babysit, we snuck out in the car and we found ourselves driving again through the streets of Tahuna Nui and just praying and going, God, what on earth are you doing? And what, what, what are you saying here? We peeked through buildings, we looked through windows <laughs> and all sorts of strange things. Things, but but uh, we just started asking, Lord, could it be that God, you're, you're calling us as a, as a spire, as, as Nelson New Life to plant ourselves in the suburb, to move out of the CBD and plant ourselves there to serve the people, to grow ourselves amongst the community, to reach families and to reach, reach the lost and, uh, and go paddleboarding every Sunday morning. No, no that's not <laughs> Sorry, get behind me, Satan. That's not, that's not of the Lord at all. But um, we're thinking about this area, uh, and I don't, I don't want to get into too much detail. We want to leave that a bit for tonight for those who can come along to that. But, you know, Tahuna Nui is an area that doesn't have a lot of churches there. There are, there are only just a few, one, well, actually only just two, two or three churches there, and they're doing an amazing job. But we believe this, this could be, I believe it is, a strategic placement for us as a church uh, outlined on this pretty little flyer that we have made up that we're going to give you uh, in just a moment to take home, to put under your pillow, and to pray about, and just to uh, ponder and, and, and look at that. We've just gave it a little bit more of the details. We mentioned in there that the cleanest, clearest option for us is to essentially sell this building 
and uh, look for a permanent home elsewhere. We haven't found anything yet. It's likely that we would rent somewhere in the short term. We're just feeling like God's saying, put one foot in front of the other, and then I'll show the way. Just take another step, and I'll open up the door. You don't have to know all the details right now. I'm calling you uh, to, to do this. This is something that will not happen overnight, okay? This is gonna take many, many months. We're gonna be very strategic about this as a church, explain all of that in, uh, in another day. There's a whole lot of things that are gonna have to need to happen, a whole lot of things that will need to fall into place, a whole lot of prayers <laughs> that are gonna need to be answered uh, for this to take, to take place. And I was sort of, you know, the coward in me. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's got a coward in them. But the, the coward in me was like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just wait to share this with people once I know a little bit more of the details. Once all the cards are lined up and all, all, of this, all of this kind of thing, you know, all the ducks are lined up, then I'll share because I have a bit more confidence and things. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say through these 21 days, hey, listen, Wes, have I not spoken to you? Yep, you have. Does, does it seem like a good thing to the leadership? Yep. Have you submitted it to those above you, our national New Life Movement? Yep, yep we've submitted it. They, they think it's good as well. Have you had it prophetically confirmed or affirmed? Yeah, 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 we have. Then stand up and declare it to the church and trust me, God says, trust me, trust me and watch what I will do for you and your church and, and in your future. Watch the Lord. So here we are. Here we are. Thank goodness that's done. Uh, here, here, here we are. I believe that our best days are ahead. And I know that sometimes sounds like a cliche, but I, I really believe it. We have something great to gain by stepping out in this way. I believe God is going before us, and it really is a new day. It really is a new day. But it is going to involve a whole lot of work. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's going to involve a whole lot of prayer. And it's going to involve a whole lot of work. And it's probably going to involve a whole lot of prayer as well. <laughs> Do you get where I'm going with this? <laughs> yeah, come on, Sally. But listen, I, I just believe, as has been shared, it's time for us as a church to dream again. We're out of survival mode. It's time for us to get into dreaming mode. God is saying fruitfulness is coming to this church. The things that we've been praying for for years and years, I believe it's our time, our season to step into. What we wanna do this afternoon, I'm gonna close in just a, a moment. And maybe, Jimmy, if you are here and are available to come and play the guitar. If he's not, don't worry. I've got a, I've got a pad that can play. It's fine. Let's leave leave Jimmy. Oh, you weren't going to get him. <laughs> but uh, we just want to have this hangout. We normally have it at Tahuna Nui, but we're going to have the hangout at our place if you can come. And, and we'll just spend some time telling more of the story, answering some of the questions. Maybe you've you got some suggestions and things as well. We want to share some of the strategy of what we're going to do there, because what we are going to do is going to be very well planned and very strategic. We are not just going to hope for the best or, or kind of just kind of wander, and we're going to think about this very carefully. Oh, thanks, Jimmy. Think about this very carefully. And it's gonna involve all of us together shining bright for our God in, uh, in, uh, in Nelson. The, um, the Lord has given me a promise. And uh, he's given me a promise that I've been hanging on to for a long time. Caroline and I have been here for 11 years. And as you know, those who've been with us, there's been some ups and there's been some downs. <laughs> but God has given me a promise for this house and for this church. Three years ago, those of you who are with us will know this, we nearly lost this church through a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> I'm laughing now, it's a great thing. Um, it went through a turbulent season, a, dif a difficult season, and those who were a part of this, we, we got tossed around a bit. There was just some, some stuff went down, but we came through that. 
and we bless all of the people who are part of that journey, those, those who aren't a part of that journey. We bless them in Jesus' name. God loves them. We love them. It's, they're they're amaz- amazing, amazing people. And we came out of that a little tired and a little beaten down and thinking, my goodness, the spy was only one year old. What, what on earth has happened to the things that God said? And Caroline and I went to our national conference. This is a little bit later in 2017, not that long ago. We responded to an altar call that was given by the, the international speaker there for those leaders who were tired, those leaders who felt a bit, a bit beaten up. And as we walked down, I, I know that uh, Jimmy and Danielle were there, not part of this church, but happened to be there that, that day. And the next thing we know, this speaker over the microphone and in front of a thousand people calls us up out of the crowd. He read the name on our name tags and just had a word for us. I won't share all of that, but he began to de- prophesy and declare hope over us. It's a, a guy called Jedediah Turner. If you've heard of him, amazing, uh, amazing preacher. He goes, I have no clue who you guys are and what you do, but I see what he has for you is too significant to stop now. The call of God on this house is too significant for us to stay where we are and kind of sail. It's too significant for us to kind of just do the same old things that we've kept on doing. It's time for us to move. It's time for us to change. And I wanna tell you as your leader and pastor, I ain't stopping now. I'm going after some of those promises. There's things that have been promised to this church for, from, for people before us. And we are hungry to see those things for the, for the glory of God. I believe there have, there have been, there been people in this church who for years and years, and you know who you are, who have been praying and waiting and declaring and promising. Come on, let's together take this new ground and see God do so many good things. It's time to rouse ourselves. It's time to stir ourselves. It's time for us to believe for greater things. I just just want to say this, just dropped into my heart. Don't ever believe, don't ever, ever believe, no matter how small that dream may be that God's put in your heart, no matter what's taken place, when it looks like that dream is burnt up or it's gone or it's been buried, don't ever think, don't ever dream that it's over. Don't ever dream that it's over. I just wanna prophesy and declare over dreams today, right now. Don't dream it's over. God can resurrect that thing. God can turn that around in the 11th hour. God can do something great. In fact, that's what exactly He does. He takes what looks tiny and small and insignificant and he turns it around. And we'll stand one day, I believe, and say, it wasn't, it wasn't Pastor Wes's good looking, good looks that did it. It wasn't his wise and persuasive words. It was, I've tried. <laughs> but it's because of demonstration of the goodness of God that I believe we're gonna see, but it's gonna require us to step into something great because God can do something great if we give him a chance. Come on, let's bow our heads this morning. I just wanna close in prayer and wrap this thing up. And I'd love you just to come and grab yourself a little flyer that just gives you some information to take home. So Lord, Father, I thank you. Wow, I thank you, God, for for greater days, for the things ahead, Lord, that you're doing, even right now, that you're already beginning and going to do. We thank you, God, for the new season that we're in. We thank you for seasons. We thank you for the stuff even in our own lives that you're calling us to shift and change. We thank you for the things that you're calling us to put out, to let go of, and the things that you're calling us to step into and take hold of. I pray, God, for every person individually beyond this expression of church that, God, those things 
that you're calling us to do, that we would recognise it requires something from us first. May we be people of faith. May May this be a journey of great faith. May we stand up and declare, this is what you've said. And God, we trust you to bring it about. I, I, I commit these plans to you, God, as this has been announced this morning to our church family, those who will be listening a little bit later online. I hope this is recorded. <laughs> we pray in Jesus' name, Lord, for your hand, God. We've submitted and committed and sought your heart on these matters. Father, we pray and we, we, we believe in faith that you're calling us out. You're calling us into something new. And Lord, we look forward, God, for what you're gonna do.